Hello, everybody. Officially, welcome to the Save Your Chess podcast. My name is Toby. My name uh, is Anu. But we'll let everybody introduce themselves. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Maya. Um, some of you know me as AJ. Um, I'm in school in Chicago. And yeah, I'm here with some of my sisters talking about real issues. We love that. Thank you for being here. Hey, um, hi, everybody. My name is Juni. I'm a, um, a student at University of Maryland. And yeah, I'm here to just talk about all the things going on, put my input, um, especially since um, I, I wasn't born here. Like, I lived in Nigeria. So, like, my just experience coming here and everything. So, I'm excited for this. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Hi everyone, my name is Stephanie. I'm a graduate student at University of Pennsylvania. Actually, I just graduated, Ooh, but wow. I'm working on my thesis this summer, so I guess I'm kind of still in school, but not really. Um, what else? I was born in Nigeria, grew up in Belgium, and I've lived here in the U.S. for quite some time as well. Um, so it's just like, I guess I'm here to share my different perspectives growing up, you know, in three different continents and how that has affected me and, you know, helped me to identify as a Black woman today. So, yeah. Thank you. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> my name is Dola. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a graduate from the University of Maryland, College Park, and I'm currently working at a adoption agency, well, an adoption agency. Um, and I'm also applying for my master's of social work. Good yeah. year. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you Cheers. for being here. Thank you. Um, and we already introduced ourselves. You guys know who we are. Anu and Toby. And so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, how are you guys doing? How's everybody doing? Obviously. I know some people kind of touched on it briefly, like in their introductions, but just how are we feeling? Um, you know, with everything going on outside of it, um, just how you guys, I mean, I can start and um, obviously it's been, I think it's been a, it's been a bit of a hard week, hard few weeks really to unpack and, you know, emotion and all of that. And for people that listen to the podcast, I say a lot that unfortunately I'm an essential worker. So, you know, I have to go into work. And so that's been hard on top of it. And then with everything going on, you go into work and you have to pretend like things are not happening. Like it's not an issue. Like obviously with COVID and stuff, it was, you know, blew up everywhere. Everybody needs to take precaution. But with everything going on with like police brutality and black lives, it's like nobody really gives a shit about that really. You just have to act like that's just something happening on the outside so it's been a bit hard to deal with that but i mean it's nice to have these type of spaces where you can come and just share and just feel like you're not alone Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah honestly well i guess for me this week i just been like anyone (laughs) anybody that says this week or this past week wasn't heavy i can't lie i I don't know (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what kind of person you are. Because we'll be like, oh, yeah, but bad stuff happened in Nigeria every day. Bad stuff happened in Egypt every day. Yes, but, like, this week, like, I'm not even going to lie. This is the first time in my life I was like, okay, let me get off social media because this is actually a lot. Like, that has never happened to me before. And I don't know if it's because 
some people say, oh, it's because it's an American issue or it's because it's whatever it is. Like, if you, you, you have to not be human to like feel what people are feeling and like feel the hurt that black people are feeling now, both home and away, whether home is here, whether home is there. Like, you have to be honest, you have to be heartless to say you can't feel. Well, don't let me say that, that's extreme. But like, you have to. I mean, it's true. Mm hmm. But yeah. That's the fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys. For me, like this week has definitely been eye opening for me because like a lot of people now started coming out and saying things like, for example, I read this thing about microaggression and like um, PWIs are predominantly white and like being at UMD, UMD is a PWI. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience a lot of times, but I never actually knew it was a thing. And yeah, I actually never knew that was racism. So that just coming out, everybody started talking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's actually mm -hmm. true. Like, it was really eye-opening for me. And not even in the United States. There's a lot of things happening back home in Nigeria, but uh, like uh, rape and all that. And you have to deal with that one, and you have to deal with this one as well. Yeah, this week was a lot, and I also felt that way. Like I was like, I put, I threw my phone away. Literally, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna touch my phone. I'm not gonna look at social media. I had to force myself to do that because it was a lot heavy, but it was also eye opening. I I educated myself on a lot of things about like the things going on. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually glad that there's a lot of reforms and people are actually taking this seriously. So yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, sometimes it's just important to do what you have to do. If you need to unplug, you know, deal with it how you can. But yeah. I mean this week is this week has been I mean rough for rough for all of us. Um home and away, like so studying all of us studying in America and stuff like that doesn't change the fact that like anything that happens in Nigeria still it, um, still affects us. So it's that kind of thing where, um, okay, we're trying to fight alongside um, African-Americans because we believe ourselves to also be black people um, mm -hmm. and emphasize the struggle, um, make our voices as loud as possible. And then back home, um, women on a daily basis are having, their, having some part of their lives stolen from them. And it's, 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 it's really grueling to see that, okay, there's no, there's no country that we can necessarily belong to where there's a safe space for like all of us or there's something that we're not fighting for, if that makes sense. So I feel like for all of us on this call, maybe it's been like, there's nowhere to run in terms of, there's always something, there's something terrible happening everywhere that we either have to stand up for or try and unplug from to help us be sane. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of thing where I tend to not unplug, I tend to like attack it head for, um, Head, head forward, like I, I even just go off of Twitter 10 minutes ago with somebody who was trying to say that the real issue is black on black crime. And I was just explaining oh. to him how isn't stopping racial injustice, that we have to attack mm -hmm. the oppressor, that we have to explain to the oppressor why this is the oppression, rather than saying, oh, it starts from home. Bro, the home that you're talking about was basically damaged by the oppressor. I was just explaining yeah. it. And it's exactly. Been, uh, it's been that way for like, since everything started, like I've been, I've been shouting, I've been yelling to the top of my voice to the people that are willing to hear. I've been educating those that I saw were ignorant and I considered friends. And like it's just been, it's just been a really um, tiring week. But like I'm not, as long as I'm still talking here, I'm not outside protesting um, because I'm posted up in in the suburbs. But if any in any way where I can add like my voice up to the movement, that's what I've been trying to do. And I can't get tired because there's some people outside under the sun 
in the midst of corona marching so i don't have any excuse to right. yeah crazy crazy man Dola, what were you about to say oh and i was just going to say like yeah this week has been hell for me even to the point where like i'm even like even in my sleep like i even started having like crazy dreams of police attacking me in my wow. own sleep like it's just wild like the other day i had a dream that you know it was kind of like a protest type situation and the police like attacked me for and for me like in real life like i've never had any issues with the police or anything so that really like i woke up my i was having serious heart palpitations like i couldn't do anything the whole day and it's just crazy because like this thing really affects people in so many different type of ways like every time i don't know for anybody else but for me like I, obviously mostly most of you know that i have a twin brother every time he's driving out of this house like i'm always scared like when he doesn't come home like early at night i'm just thinking like okay what the hell like i make sure i'm staying up until i hear the main door open so i know okay like okay he's fine sometimes i can't even lie like when he texts me during the day my heart just starts pounding because it's like oh my god god please what is this like what's he about text me about and it's really it, it hasn't been anything but it's just like that fear having to live with fear all the time is very very, very frustrating and it's just it's just sad with this whole corona situation too like and the whole rape situation in nigeria and the killings that are going on in nigeria it's just very 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 sad now you have to speak <laughs> But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, Anuna's a very Andola. You know, I'm a very emotional person. And like yeah. this, for the past like two weeks, I've pretty much been crying myself to sleep because I'm just like, I just can't understand what's going on. And I didn't realize how much like the police brutality like affected me until um, I think last summer, I came down here to, before I moved to Philly, I came down here to look for houses. And we were driving back home to Maryland and my, like, we got pulled over because my boyfriend was speeding, like, was going a little bit over the speed limit. And my heart, like, started beating so fast. Like, I was like, you know, like, Jordan, just put your hands on the wheel. Like, don't even, like, move, just answer, just be calm. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I was literally, like, after I was just like, you know, just let me drive and stuff like that. Like, because I was just so scared. And I agree with Maya, well, like, I'm the type of person where, like, I feel like I can't unplug because I feel like it's my like I have this duty to stay informed like I feel guilty um when I'm not you know keeping up with the updates and like hearing you know what information is going on you know and all that stuff like I just can't believe because technically I'm a third generation American and like my grandparents were at the MLK march and stuff like marching for freedom and all that stuff like I can't believe like how many years later like I'm here Mm -hmm. you know and I have to do the same thing it's honestly ridiculous and you know i'm just like praying for everybody that's out there marching and i can only do my part because i'm too scared of corona which is like insane but you know um people are out there marching every day like because i live in the city i'm like hearing them outside and i'm just like like my heart just sinks but there's like this hope that i'm trying to like hold on to that you know things will be better and even just like seeing the little girl that everyone's been posting that's like been shouting and i'm like why is she out there like she should be able to play with her friends with the same yeah. privileges white kids have and like be inside, mm-hmm. you know, just playing with her toys and stuff. Meanwhile, she's out there like shouting, you know, Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter and stuff. And people are romanticizing like it's yeah. like it's normal. Like it's not normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's been such a yeah. such a heavy week. And I definitely relate to, you know, wanting to stay informed, but like feeling guilty about not staying informed and trying to figure out a balance of like staying informed and also just protecting your mental. And it's even a privilege in itself to be like, okay, I want to stand on the outside and Mm -hmm. look in. Yep. Unplug and have that opportunity to even do that because, you know, it's, I I don't want to say like it's far away because it's not like it's right there, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. like obviously it's not, um, like a brother or a father or anything so you don't feel like it's right at your doorstep but mm-hmm. it does affect us all yeah it's a constant struggle and you know just toggle between those two and you never just like you know i i want to i i need to know like i know yeah. it's easy to know but at the same time like it's a lot to know like it's 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 heavy and with the little girls like i hate how people romanticize suffering like it's the only way to get like it's the only means to get to an end mm-hmm. i'm like like you said stephanie there's no reason how old is she like eight or whatever that she should be out there that, that she should be able to even understand that she's already coming into this world as you know as number two or whatever not as important as the next person so to speak and she has yeah. to be fighting for for her rights as an eight-year-old i'm like that is so insane and she it's not she's not strong i don't believe that she's strong or whatever she does not need to be strong for anything yeah it's not necessary but i mean people yeah. to romanticize suffering and act like you have to suffer for you know good things and i'm like yeah. obviously when it has to happen you have to do it but like it's not necessary you know and just a piggyback off what you said about like um the whole her being strong and I think that's where it starts where it's like oh black women are so strong and all these things and then you carry that into adulthood and they keep pushing that on you like oh like black women like you're a strong black woman like yes you're a strong black woman but still like we have feelings we have emotions like we need to be catered to at the same time like Mm -hmm. we matter like Mm -hmm. you know yeah. what if we don't want to be strong bro like sometimes right like sometimes we just don't we don't always have to be and it's just that, that that's just the way a lot of like black women have been brought up to think that you always have to be strong you always mm-hmm. have to carry everyone's problems on your head like honestly like i've even been looking at all these protests and stuff like yeah of course black men are doing their thing and they're out there marching and you know spreading the word on things on this issue but i feel like in some sense black women are carrying this situation like really strong yeah in some i feel like we're literally carrying this each and every one of us on our neck because (sighs) i don't know what else we i don't know what else we can do at this point yeah yeah i'm also definitely slightly pissed off because like all through this week people have just been talking about black men black men black men like right not only black we're also women that's two big things like uh-huh. yeah position where like we have the lowest like in the wage gap or whatever we get the lowest even if we have more experience than the next white woman or the next white man so mm-hmm. black women like our a lot of people are not talking about this enough like the media i feel like everybody they're just showing is like black men black men i know that's true and everything but black women go through it too like we go through it but that's not yeah. i don't know like they always they expect black women to be strong for the black man mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. 
feelings too. Like we're also people. Like we even have more in our hands than even the next black man. So that is not like talked about a lot. Like people were talking about George Floyd, yes, yes, but they were not talking about the other lady, maybe Brianna. Brianna Taylor. I was also killed. Like she wasn't even doing anything. She was killed mm -hmm. in her house, and like many, so many other women too like that that is not like that was not talked about enough but i'm so glad that people are now talking about it and people mm -hmm. are allowing black women to be vulnerable and just be themselves and to know that it's okay to not be strong all the time because we're also women and we're also human beings and we have feelings too mm -hmm. you know? One thing that's right oh god stephanie did you want to say something no no no, no. go ahead um one thing to um towards like the comment of um the strong black woman like I saw, I remember I saw something on Twitter um, earlier this week, um, and Twitter is where we all get our news, I believe. I don't think anyone. Yeah, I don't watch TV anymore. Um, but I saw I saw a tweet that said, um, bl um, "Black women are fearless." And then um, I saw I saw a black woman <clears throat> quote tweeted and say, "I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm scared of shit right now," and um, and I could and that's one thing that okay, as much as. I feel, and I generally think that the guy was giving a compliment, like to say, because black women are fearless, but then they are also, especially in these times, um, bloody scared. So I then, I then um, said to one of my friends, I was, um, I was like, black women are the strongest and the most fragile people on the planet, and they have to be protected. They have to be protected at all costs. And then I prefaced what I, and then I um, prefaced what I said by saying, black women are also whatever they want to be. And it's that kind of thing where if, if everybody outside is saying, oh, black women are this, black women are that, and then um, it's for black women to then accept what and what they aren't from other people, um, the stereotype of the angry or the strong black woman is always going to continue. And even when people mean strong black women as a compliment, it's not necessarily the benefits to them, especially in fragile situations, because I feel like a black woman should be allowed to be fragile when she wants to be, she allowed to be strong when she wants to be. And she should be fearless or scared whenever she wants to be. And especially in times like this, um, when, okay, we, um, as you said in the news, it's mainly black men that are publicized to go under, um, to face police brutality. Black women, for example, Breonna Taylor, are going, are facing the same sort of systematic racism that we all are. And it, it, it sucks. It sucks that in, in one case, Black women are told that they should be the strongest human beings on the planet um, because they face the most struggle, if we think about it, because it's not just racism that they're facing. They're facing sexism. They're facing a bunch of other things that men can't even imagine. Um, so it's, 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 it's that, that, that those, these statements just reminded me of that tweet. And I just wanted to let you guys know that response because genuinely, I know that you all, the five of you, definitely believe that you are allowed to be whatever um, you want to be, especially in the current moment. But anybody else that's listening, um, they should think twice before saying a black woman is strong or a black woman is scared. I think that they are both. They can be both at the same time, and they should be allowed to be whatever they want to be. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I guess uh, moving into like the actual protests and like people occupying spaces and stuff. Do you guys think so? Everyone is like, oh, the protests are violent. Oh, this theft, evil doesn't. What was that one I saw? hate doesn't destroy hate or something like that like people are trying to pretty much say that like the violent protests are not the only way do you guys think there's a right way to protest or like is there a, a right way to occupy space and also i think we talked about this earlier already but like 
as black people do we have the luxury of being silent and like how some of us like for me for example i said i just log off because of and we've also identified that as a privilege in itself being able to be like you know i don't have to deal with this do you think i'm allowed or like we are allowed to do that or do you think we need to if we i I guess we need to be as vocal as we can but do you think it's okay to be like oh i can't deal with this let me switch off my phone watch my netflix and just chill like are we allowed to do that i mean i feel like we are allowed see your mental health at the end of the day is important if you really do feel like you need to log off log off but i don't think it should be to the point where you're not saying anything at all because at the end of the day every single at this point we need all our voices to be heard in some way shape or form like yeah i don't know i just yeah it's important to be able to log off but at the same time just don't sit there and act like nothing nothing is happening and just not say anything at all yeah yeah i I definitely agree with with you in the in the sense of you know being having it be necessary to say something because nothing ever happened with you know closed mouths you know there's so many things you know with women women's rights had to get up and you know open their mouths and fight for their rights black people shit would still be slaves if we was you know yeah and do stuff if they wanted to be silent obviously nothing would happen but to Anu's first question of you know is there a right way to protest and occupy space um, I think like with stuff like this where people expect everybody to say something and kind of just have it be a very big echo chamber, I think it's important to recognize that you're not being performative like in a lot of it. Because I think it can get very performative very quickly where it's like, okay, I just want to kind of virtue signal and show people that I'm, you know, whatever. Because I'm like, honestly, in the grander scheme of things, yeah, it's good to create some type of awareness or whatever because people do need to know about these things. But if that's where it stops, which I feel like a lot of times, a lot of people get carried away with that and just kind of stop there. And it's like, you know, what are we actually doing to, okay, move from this position? Like we're moving from point A to point B. Are you signing positions? Are you donating to things? Are you protesting? Are you, you know, doing something concrete and not just, making it seem like you can't, I'm like, to whose benefit is that? Is it to satisfy the people that are saying that, oh, you can't be silent during these times? Because I have a lot of people saying that, okay, if you're, if you're white, you should be saying something, which I totally agree with, especially those people who have something to say about everything else. It's like, yeah. you have something to say about everything. But when it comes to these type of issues, you want to consume all this culture when it's good and dandy. But when it's not, you have nothing to say. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, that is a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I just wants us to kind of recognize that it's not enough to be performative you know like it's not enough to show some type of performative concern or performative like um i don't even know if the word it's i don't know the word if it's pitch it's not pitch because i don't care about this country but like (laughs) 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 you know just not be performative because i think it's very easy to get carried away with you know, oh, yeah, for sure. Doing the do, just performing the doings and not actually doing things. But I don't think there's a right way to do it. You know, if you feel like it's by 
actively educating people and having them have those hard conversations with their racist ass families. Cause I'm like, okay, all these white people doing protest, protest, protest. I'm like, this is so cute. I promise you. But honestly, what matters is your parents who in their shower are probably saying nigga with the hard R. Like that's what the problem is. That's what you need to have. Those honestly. With them. Because outside yeah. of that, sis, okay. Your Instagram is cute. Black Lives Matter hashtag cute. But the people that are actually going to do things that it matters. So I'm like, I work at a bank and there's so much, like you were saying, Duny, like so much microaggression. Like I work with a lot of older white rich, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh mm-hmm. my God. They come through and there's so much, like you can see it. I know that when they go home, they're like, oh, that's N-word girl did my, you know, cheat. You know, just stuff like that. I'm like, you need to be having those conversations with those people. So that we can figure out yeah. you know, those type of things. But yeah. Yeah, for me, I feel like first, if you're in the right mental state, that's when you'll be able to process things to say for not to not be silent. So I don't feel like anybody should feel obligated to stay informed because honestly, let's think about it. The internet is not going anywhere. Mm. We're still gonna take our phones off, we're still gonna look at it. But if you need that time to just process things and just relax, don't feel guilty to uh, do that because we all need it it's only when you're in, like in the right state that you'll be able to do something mm-hmm. and also i don't think there's like a sure. right or wrong way to protest i know like looting and rioting and everything is not really that good i kind of support it a little bit because that's why people are given the attention that it gets because mm-hmm. black people have protested in the past and they've done stuff and after two weeks everybody forgot about it but because exactly. people are shooting people are rioting people are destroying like other businesses so those businesses feel the need to do something now yeah. oh man it's crazy like it's so funny how the media like social media has played a huge part in the movement but at the same time, like, there's everything I feel like is a double-edged edge. Sword. Double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everything, because like, now, um, everyone saw, I haven't watched the video of, like, George Floyd being killed on on Instagram. They saw it on Twitter. They saw it on the news. And is I haven't watched it because, kind of, like, my heart, I don't think you can take it. But is, what do you guys think about, like, people posting videos and pictures of black people being killed do you think like it somehow dehumanizes us as a race and do you think it kind of even desensitizes like the world to black people dying like it makes the fact that black people are being killed every day less of a big issue i i think does or do you think it has more of a positive i guess effect to the the protest maya go ahead sorry (laughs) you're fine i think i think that you said it perfectly i think in that case as well it's a double it's a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. um where in in one on one hand you can say okay to to people that have seen constant videos of black people being killed when the next black person gets killed um if you don't care you might you might not you might say or if you're racist you might even say i mean they get killed all the time nothing Mm -hmm. that kind of thing um for us, that um, for example, facing the corrupt racist police, um, they make up like false police reports um, or something that did not happen. And now we have video evidence. If not for George Floyd's video, if not for the 17-year-old black girl that took that video of George Floyd of George Floyd being killed, I don't think any of us would have had proof to reignite yeah. this movement um, to the extent which it is. And um, now that Minnesota was 
basically on fire. Um, I don't think that would have happened without that video. I don't think protests in all 50 states um, would have happened. I don't think protests across the world would have happened if not for that video. So it's that kind of thing where um, to us that we know we're fighting for, for example, in this case, videos like that are always going to be our way of proving, okay, this is what the police did. And there's no way of going around. There's no way of um, wiggling their way out of it. They pushed a, 70, a 75-year-old, I think, white man, uh, mm -hmm. who I think was trying to return their helmet. Mm -hmm. And he fell, slammed his head on the ground, so he was bleeding from the air. Mm -hmm. And the report said he tripped. So it's that kind of thing where... Yeah. Those cases, if we didn't have any video evidence, we just know, okay, some five-year-old man fell and he tripped, according mm -hmm. to the quote So generally, I just don't think that we can believe anything. I mean, the same government that pushed drugs into the black communities to ruin um, lives for yeah. them, the same government that we should believe in the police reports. So generally, mm -hmm. if it, I know, I understand that it's like, this is very grueling, like, videos that we're seeing online every day. Um, but if not for these grueling videos, I mean, the videos are grueling because the killing of black people is grueling, correct? Mm -hmm. so it's that kind of thing where, I mean, mm -hmm. you, know, you know it's happening. Just having video evidence of it, in my, it affects our minds a different way because we can actually see it. But I feel like yeah. in some regard, in a larger part, we should be able to see it so that whenever racist white people say, oh, this isn't going on, oh, Racism is made up. Oh, the police aren't that corrupt. There's only some. By the time we have thousands of videos to just keep sending to these people, they won't have anything to argue with anymore. Right. Um, so that, that's that's why I feel about that. But definitely, it, it's 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 not it's not nice seeing people that look like you um, dying every 28 hours. So it's it's I, I totally understand why some people um, like for example, I know a couple of friends that haven't watched the George Floyd video yet because they just they said they can't do it. Like they can't see somebody lose their breath, go unconscious, and then still have something mm -hmm. remain on their neck. Like it's crazy, man. Yeah. I definitely agree with everything Maya was said. And also I feel like the videos are like important also for members in the black community that are not like in that, America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and I because because I feel like a lot of Africans um who live in Africa don't really understand the you know Af American or the black experience living in America yep. so I feel like this video is like they're just so important to show like oh like African Americans aren't just like I don't know what the word is this is what's the, there's a word you know the connotation that like a lot of maybe some of our parents like older generations of like Africans that live in Africa like the way they view um African Americans black and all that stuff yeah, yeah like, black like privileged to even be on American yeah so exactly mm -hmm. so it's just like you know, these videos are so important and so, like, necessary as much as, like, you know, they do have the ability to desensitize, like, you know, what's going on um, and all that stuff. And I, I have something to say, a comment on what, like, the last question you asked. I just wanted to say nobody has the right to tell marginalized people how the right way to protest mm -hmm. um, and all that yep. stuff because, like, people have all these suggestions, like, God. Yeah. In my program, like in my cohort, there were these people. Like when um the first protest happened in Philadelphia and people were looting and all that stuff, you see, just see like these white kids that are mm -hmm. part of like my program just posting things like, "Oh, this is so unnecessary," and this is. And I had no problem calling them out on their bullshit. Oh yeah, she like, did. <laughs> Literally, I didn't even care how much time I had to spend drafting that essay. But I was like, "You will listen today, and like you will learn. Like you can't just." feel like oh you have the privilege or whatever to tell people how to go about their way to fight for their yeah. freedom like no like literally and like riots have always 
work because people don't listen. Like even if you th- think right. of like Nigeria with the Aba women's rights and stuff, it's like mm-hmm. people always have to fight because the government will not listen until they push mm-hmm. you to the extreme mm-hmm. and like you yeah. have to really like fight and set things on fire. Yeah. Like I, yeah. are we supposed to ask them to dinner or something? Like I don't understand. I, I don't get honestly. Like and it's so crazy to me because like we've I feel like as black people we've tried everything. We've tried every other alternative. Look at um, Colin Kaepernick when he knelt down with no. this whole kneeling thing. It was a big issue. Nobody was protesting. Nobody was looting. Protect Nobody it. was quote unquote quote unquote rioting because I don't believe any of these protests are riots. This Mm-mm. is what is a protest. We're fighting for basic human rights here to live. And I just don't, there's no right way. I don't care if anybody's stealing from Gucci or stealing from Rolex or whatever. <laughs> That's not my problem. I just feel like black people, we've had enough. Yeah. And we just feel like it's time. We need to actually shake this country. They need to feel it. Yeah. And feel, feel some type of pain somewhere mm-hmm. where it really hurts so that they can understand that 400 years of slavery and these many years after of um racism it's just it's, it's enough like i don't i and it's so annoying to me because i don't understand why we have to protest or quote unquote riots or even lose or get to that point wow. to just ask True. for police to not kill us and white people to just not be racist it's really not that difficult like yeah. you made you just wasted not let me not even use the word wasted but you've had people protesting for for a week now Mm. to arrest four police officers mm. you're okay arresting thousands of american citizens mm. just be, to avoid arresting police officers who have clearly with concrete evidence have killed innocent black people and I, it's just it just it's so it really just angers me and it just pisses me off and mm. it's just it's, it's very frustrating it's really really frustrating like i don't i just don't understand what i don't understand why we cannot just have basic human rights to live. Like, why can I not just go outside and not be scared all the time when I see a police officer driving by? Like, it, I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense. And it's not just police officers. White people in general. Like, <laughs> white people in general. Like, it's crazy. Even mm-hmm. going to college, like, on UMD campus. I remember I was transferring to UMD. I transferred to UMD the fall of 2017. That summer, they had killed um, Lieutenant, um, what's his name? They had killed the Lieutenant or whatever. Yeah, and at that point, I had committed to UMD. So I was just like, bro, like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to to HCC, a community college. It was in a predominantly white area or whatever, but still, Mm -hmm. like, I had never experienced anything like that on HCC campus. So going to UMD and already knowing the history of UMD, with like racism and all these racist groups mm-hmm. on campus. It's just like crazy. Every time I see a white person walking behind me at night, I'm scared that God, please let this not be really? another situation of somebody telling me to move okay. and mm-hmm. not end up stabbing me. Like, like it's just crazy. Yeah. And even from the top, like I've had situa- situation with a professor who I'm, I can stand 110% to tell you guys that this person was just, she was trying to ruin my entire undergraduate career with just all kinds of allegations and stuff and mm-hmm. I was the only this was when I was supposed to be a journalist I came in as a journalist a major or whatever and it was just I in the whole school in school of journalism they were like maybe I could count how many black people I saw in that one year that I was in that college of journalism and in my class like I was literally 
the only black girl in my class and everything I did was an issue even up to my last paper that she said that I plagiarized two times the same paper twice and it just didn't make sense to me because every time I went there and there was not there was no issue with my paper there was zero issue with my paper she just wanted to look for a reason to just hold me back and it's just it's crazy that this is just the world we live in just because I'm black I have to go through all these things it's not it's it's not this is not life this mm-hmm. is not okay huh. it's an but, unnecessary yeah. burden like yeah. why must we suffer like the end i think the world thinks black people like suffering at this point because bro is it that us <laughs> everything on our head like why can't we enjoy things why can't you can't be a rich black person in peace you can't be a poor black person in peace you can't be an educated black person in peace you can't be anything right. black in peace yeah. always an issue that is true suffering right. must always be backing it Right, mm-hmm. it must be a struggle. Everything. It's really interesting that you said that because now I want to give you guys a comparison. Um, going back to basically our form of protesting and then um tying it back to the videos. Um, you can see how black people attempt, for example, Colin Kaepernick attempted to um kneel down mm-hmm. and peacefully protest for yeah. um black, for black people's rights against um police brutality, and now you see a, a white man kneel down on um, a black man's neck, mm. killing him. And white people, across, not across the board, but I can sort of tell, for example, now um, a lot of people that have switched it from focusing, in the, the more vocal about the looting than the murder. Mm. And yep. in the case where a police officer kneels on a black man's neck and Colin Kaepernick kneels on a green field, yeah. and, um, mm. a lot of people were more vocal about caps, cap kneeling Mm-hmm. that policeman's kneeling mm-hmm. and um, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where going back to the right way to protest there's no um um i, I think i think stephanie said it if i'm if I'm, I'm correct she said there's no there's no right you can't tell marginalized people how they, they should react to something mm-hmm. like, yeah you can't you can't you can't light a fire somewhere and then expect not not to smell smoke do you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's that kind of thing where like to people that say oh this isn't the way Peace is, peace is the only solution or anything. <laughs> like, peace, peace, is, peace is not the solution because Kaepernick tried peace. NLP, exactly. They tried peace along with a lot of other, um, like, tasking, tasking ways to protest where they had the, um, the bus boycotts for, like, 300 and something days, almost a year. Yeah. And they scrubbed the economy. MLK did all these trailblazing, peaceful, quote-unquote, methods. You know what they did to MLK? They killed him. Exactly. Like, it, it, it's that kind of thing where... Okay, I'm um, even even think about it now, and this is where the hypocrisy comes for white people. Well, no, I mean, of course, we we know to talk about all white people, but white people, yeah. um, yeah, angry and black people protest and riot, but mm. there would be no America without protesting and riots. Mm. Yeah, but it wouldn't have happened if people didn't if people didn't it up. Like it's, it's 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 that kind of thing where everybody's they they destroyed things, they rioted for their freedom, the civil rights the civil rights move after they killed MLK, people rioted in hundreds of cities like they, mm-hmm. they messed they, they messed up and then the civil rights act was then passed like it, exactly rioting has always and people tend to just selectively forget um, rioting is the most american thing possible riot for your freedom mm-hmm. and protest for your freedom can looting definitely stealing from um small the only part of looting that i generally do not agree with is when you when you end up accidentally looting or stealing from black businesses and stuff like that mm-hmm. but the majority <laughs> about targets and Gucci and all these other things. My G, targets can be replaced. Black lives can't. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't there kind of thing. It, it, it's crazy to me, honestly. It, it really is. And it's that kind of thing where 
people having like silence on it or vocalizing the looting rather than the murder, it's yeah. it's that kind of thing where I I'm, I'm I'm I start to be confused as to where your where your morality relies because mm-hmm. first you're downplaying a murder and yeah. even let's see let's I've generally educated like some of my friends that have been talking about the looting only and not the murder at all. Right. But even to the ones that are that have been silent, that aren't usually silent people. Like if you're a silent person, I totally get to, you know, a social media person, but you're doing your background stuff, signing petitions and doing all these other things. But like mm-hmm. if you're silent on this type of thing, I I, I I tell them that like there's no this isn't there's nothing like staying neutral. There's no picking sides. Right. Racism yeah. racism versus everyone. Yeah. If if you're not with everyone, then I'm sorry to assume you're racist because that's the only evidence you're giving me. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't you can't be on this. You can't. It's not enough to just be oh, but then they'll say oh, I'm not racist. Yeah, it's not enough to be not racist. You have to be anti-racism. You have mm-hmm. to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. I can fully understand a lot of my friends that have been calling out their friends. Oh, your silence is is deafening. Your silence is so loud, and I get it. But I've just I think at some point I just decided okay, you know I'm not going to keep telling people that oh you're too silent about it. I'm just going to try and yell at the top of my voice. And get it as much, as get it as far as I can possibly, mm-hmm. and then hopefully the white people that have probably racist followers will see that okay, you know what? Even if, for example, even if they do it to be pretentious, even if they do it to, um, performatively, there's a tiny benefit there where it's like okay, the person that you, that's following you might be deceived as well that you genuinely mean this, and they might think okay, you know what? Black lives might actually matter. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I hate to pick, I hate to, I hate the way the media is spinning this whole looting thing where they're like, oh, is this for George Floyd? Mm-hmm. Forgetting that people are not only protesting George Floyd's yeah. murder. Like, they're yeah, the like, George Floyd killed. is not the only person. No. It's just like guess, super like, frustrating. And I really hate when people talk about like black on black crime as if it's not just crime. When white people kill each other, it's not called white on white crime. Like, thank it's just you. Called crime. Thank That's you. Called, like, I'm just like, mm. what? Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I actually have something to say about that. That has been so annoying too. Like people say, oh, black people kill themselves the most, but not for your skin color. Skin color should be the least of the things that should kill you because mm-hmm. you don't have control over it. Like I love being black and everything, but I never chose to be black, but I still love it. But people, like the fact that black and black, I'm not saying any crime is not good, obviously, but like you should not have to die because you're black because of your skin color because of something you have no control over like you should not have to die because of that don't talk about black on black crime when we're talking about this here like even theirs is worse the white people's one is even worse than the black on black crime so when we talk about that that is it annoys me like don't even try to shift focus we're not talking about black people now we're talking about black people against the world literally not black people against black people i just believe this whole black on black crime topic that keeps coming up is just another way to blame black people for getting killed like what the hell this is not what we're talking about now when you are there killing your father burning your whole house with your As family, know, like, for money nobody nobody's <laughs> calling it white or white exactly right, or because your mom didn't make you um cheese toast or whatever in the morning like come on now and it just blows me when i see like all these police officers arresting these crazy white kids who have gone into schools gone into churches to shoot people innocent people who might just be sitting at home or sitting in church worshiping and they will now cover them with them what they call it um Mental protective vests or they even taking them out into the police station they are wearing protective vests why 
Agree. Why? If you're you bad, agree remove the guest. Church to shoot people. Why are you? And there was one I heard that I didn't even read the full story, but I was hearing something about like this white boy who I think he was killing people or something, and he asked like, "What?" He asked for to go to McDonald's or something. Like, yeah, Burger King. And they took this. They took this boy to Burger King. They took him. They took this boy to Burger King. At for lunch. For, for like, like <laughs> as, as well, your last your last supper was like you I don't get. And these are black dead. people walking on the street, not doing anything, and you stop them and kill them because they're black. Like it just really blows me. You can't tell me that these cops are not racist. About cops, black cops. I don't care about this whole situation of oh, ninety percent of cops are good. I don't care. The fact that you're wearing that uniform with all these many pigs, I believe if you're rolling with pigs, you will surely get dirty. Mm. Because there's no way all these black men, all these black people, black police officers, they're not saying anything clearly. They're clearly not saying anything. Because you see your um, your fellow officer or whatever, and your first instinct is to protect your officer and to protect your precinct or whatever. That's not the point. These people are killing your people. It can be your own brother next to, in t- tomorrow, and you're just here sitting down like, oh, see, this whole thing is just making me angry. Right. <laughs> and it's like with the police officers, honestly, like, you're, it's, it's a racist system already. So no matter what, like, even if you decide that you don't want to be you're trying to be a good cop or whatever. There's only so much mm-hmm. you can do when you are inside that type of system, you know? Yeah, but exactly. So it's like, but just to kind of segue a little bit, I know, I think it was Stephanie who kind of said something about how Africans in Africa kind of view blackness and view um, racism and stuff. And I think that's a bit an important conversation to have since all of us have kind of had experience with, you yep. know, just being outside of Nigeria. And obviously, like for me personally, coming to the States, how would I? come here like you know 2014 or so like obviously i know i'm black but i wasn't black until i always say i wasn't black until i came to the state it's like mm-hmm. i did not realize let me not say i didn't realize but it wasn't a very apparent thing obviously for obvious reasons because race is not a thing in nigeria it's not something you have to navigate every day mm-hmm. and it was a lot of unlearning and learning i had to do because mm-hmm. i can't even lie i definitely very much had the perspective of you know i won't say what it, it was as blatant as i think maybe mm. the older generation like how they come out and say things like how you know black people need to get themselves out of the pits of yeah just go to school just in the ghetto in the, the ghetto, ghetto. Stop, they mm-hmm. drugs. stop mm-hmm. you know gang stop being in gangs mm-hmm. you know all these type of things like it's just something you can do on and off switch you know mm-hmm. see yeah. i think dollar said it just the way we've been um we've been raised to think about blackness a lot of how we've been fed blackness growing up in nigeria you know it's a definitely one type of script and coming here mm-hmm. and having to navigate blackness the way that you have to navigate blackness in america i'm like it's honestly naive and it's very 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 insensitive to come out and say that it is something that you know you can just come and switch on and switch off mm-hmm. and, and i think a lot of yeah. Af- even africans that live here like they mm-hmm. like it's something that they're standing on the outside looking in from like it's not yeah. something you know they necessarily um have the privilege of experiencing you know i'm using privilege very yeah sarcastically but it's like 
it's 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 a very interesting dynamic just to see yeah. how Africans navigate the space of you know race in America. Those who are not here, even some of those who are here, especially like diaspora diasporic Africans who or continental Africans. I mean, people who you know grew up in um, people who grew up in Nigeria and maybe came here later on in life and stuff. So I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that and how you think it you know we can go forward with or if if it's even necessary you know how we can go forward with helping people to understand that it is something that's important it is something that you know those type of yeah i think the media definitely has a huge part to play in the way they have always portrayed black people in america african-americans um to the outside world and also i think there's also this internalized eurocentrism that goes on in africa like God, just one experience I remember when I was in boarding school there. And um, I think we were being, I don't know if we were being, what was going on with the school, something about like an acquisition by like, or having a sister school in London, Mm. I remember. And then these people came to visit the school and the Mm. way they were treating them, like they were so superior and Mm -hmm. all these things that like, they don't show the same, like, should I use the word like reverence to other black people or to other like Africans that are coming or whatever. Like it was just really weird. Like giving them different foods. They had constant lights and where they were staying. I was like, what is going on in this place? Like literally like, why do you think they're so much more special than we are? So I think like, it's also that, you know, internalize your essentialism that is also going on in, um, in Africa and like, um, also part of the way the media learns. So yeah, there definitely is a lot of like unlearning. Um, and I think it's also important for like history. They don't teach history in Nigerian schools. And I think that, or in a lot of Nigerian schools, I should say, which is crazy. And I think it's important that they start doing that and not just teaching like African history, but they also need to teach the history of like other, like black people, you know, like yeah. African-Americans. I think it's definitely important because like, you know, we're all from the same or not from the same place but you know what i mean like we're yeah. all like black Just people i think that's sense. something that yeah like that's something that you know bonds us and yeah yeah oh it's crazy man what you said about school is actually mad because my school like there were people from other parts of the world and the way i used to think okay maybe because they were foreigners that's why they were treating them better but like foreigners from other African countries didn't get that treatment. Like exactly from South Africa, or there was this girl from Kenya. They won't treat them the same way they were treating the Lebanese kids or or the American mm-hmm. white kids. Like at the end of the day, yep. people can't say it's not race. It's race. Like race is the issue. Seriously, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And even like the way they treat kids that come from abroad. Yeah, like Nigerian yeah. Oh, yeah. because I know like yeah. they treated me differently than they treated like other people that were like I got I kind of got special treatment a little bit and like, oh, don't be that too much like you know she's not from here like all these yeah. things and I'm like why am I mm-hmm. getting that when like I'm like the same yeah, yeah. it's just just it all, really like, crazy all ties back to like for me like that slave mentality mm-hmm. that yep. up there and we're here and yep. also it's just stupid african leaders they have all the resources but they made bad use of it like obviously america is better in terms of like infrastructures and everything they have than nigeria but like if we had those things in nigeria like a lot of us would not even have to come to u.s mm-hmm. if nigeria would, right. would not even have like if like africa and our leaders knew what they were doing like they would know better than to sell 
us as slaves like in the past this situation is not only like it's not we're not like there's no difference between Africans and like African Americans like all of us in this because mm-hmm. like we're all black so even if we're African we can also be killed by 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 this police officers sure. so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a matter uh-huh. that so we have to come together but I also think we also have to address that Africans against African Americans because that issue is also like something but now we just have to come together for the common good of all black people mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to Denise's point, that's a really good, it's a really good, it's a good few statements that she made, and I want to piggyback on one. It's 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 the kind of thing where I mean, it's like all of us on 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 the call now. We have some experience of Nigeria and America. Like I was I was I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, but I've lived in Ibadan um, for all of my life, and I now go to school in Chicago at IIT, studying architecture in a really diverse community. And I'm from SLK, in Oshun State. All of this information is super important to me and my mm-hmm. family. None of this means anything to racist police officers. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah. if a Nigerian that ever has any thought of coming to America, even for holiday or for anything like that, mm-hmm. they have to, they should be able to keep that at the back of their mind saying, okay, we understand. And to Denise's point as well, um, we definitely, Africans and African Americans, one day there'll be a fully fledged dialogue as for a mass understanding of what our actual relationship is because some people have some different um, conceptions of some different people from across the world but the thing is in in our Mm -hmm. generation such age groups the difference between us and our parents is that there's no such thing as social media when it was our parents and for example generation whites like older generation were always older generation regardless of race there was a very strict disconnect whatever you learn from whatever country you come from is what you know there's nothing like Twitter, mm. talking to people. I can talk to somebody in Japan right now. That there was nothing like that when our parents were growing up, kind of thing. So these, like, their races, not race, well, their their stereotypical conceptions of of other people from across the world are harder to change than ours. So that, that is the kind of thing where mm-hmm. in that talk of African Americans, people our age are going to be much easier to talk to about this. But people our age should also understand that in America, forget African. Americans versus Africans. A race police officer is seeing you as one thing. Exactly. Exactly. Just in that you have to just sort of identify, even if you don't want to, as a black person, regardless of your stereotypes, because at one point we all have to clock that it's the same enemy that we have, which is racism. Yeah. Um. There's nothing like the stereotypes that we have that are going to solve any of this. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's so it's so crazy. Like what Toby said earlier about um before she came to America, she didn't kind of realize how, like, that she was Black or whatever. Mm -hmm. I had the same, like, experience. Like, it was until I had to start feeling phones and stuff. And, you know, you have to tick the boxes and it's either African-American or Black. And it really hit me, like, wait, this is so true. Like, this is not Nigeria where I'm... In Nigeria, I never had to think about it. Like, it was never a question. Until I came here, it's like, okay, wow, like, these people are definitely treating me differently yeah. than they treat my white classmates or whatever. My They would grade my paper harder than my white classmates. And it's just so crazy. I was going to say, there's just a lot of, like, boundary breaking and, like, stereotype, like, breaking we have to do. And yeah. just, like, unlearning a lot of things, you know, that we have been taught by these white people, to be honest. Like, they're the cause of yeah. all the problems. That's not even, like... 
Um, I think <laughs> like as black, we can honestly do it. Like no one is saying. I feel like we should be able to do everything at the same time. We don't have to say, oh, because we're fighting. Because mm. the excuse a lot of people give is like, ah, there's colorism, there's too many issues. Black people are divisive, da da da. I feel like we can deal with those things within our community, within our community. Like that doesn't have to be like a everyone. It doesn't have to be an. It doesn't have to be an issue that the outside, like the outside, uses against us. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, like how we said earlier, they use them, but black on black crimes against us to make us look stupid. Like of course we know yeah. black people are killing black people. That's not the issue. Of course we know black people are colorists, but like I feel like just so just to keep or to figure out our. I guess to fight for our rights as black people, sometimes we might have to like deal with stuff that affect us within the community, within yeah. the community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, don't let them use it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. I feel like we have to really work to fix those issues. So no there's nothing they can use against us. Mm-hmm. Against each yeah. other against each other in a sense. And in a in a in a time like this, especially I I didn't like to say that that's definitely a battle that we have to we have to fight just in terms of us seeing each other equals and to stop the like to stop mm-hmm. the stuff and stuff like that for people that come after us. But in this instance now, um, going back to the points that we all started with, for example, in to win a war you have to pick which battles you want to fight first. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. true. Yeah. That's true. At the, end, at the end of the day, we don't. At the end of the day, we we don't live in a. I mean, at the end of the day, the world isn't. Um, across the board, affected by um, um, colorism and those cultural stereotypes, as much as racism is yeah. first hand affecting mm-hmm. people that look like us from birth um, yeah. till now, till mm-hmm. their, their death, be it natural, be it pleasing, be it by police brutality, by getting your knelt, getting your knee, I said your knee, getting your neck knelt on by a police officer. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of thing, where, especially in the like I, all these battles like for sure we can never forget them they're all going to be at the back of our heads yeah and the ones that we we bring mm-hmm. to, to to bearing like for example i know and i know i was telling you and toby how like right before i called um i was talking to some guy on twitter that was yawning black on black crime is the issue mm-hmm. i mean it, it is an issue it has nothing to do with what we're fighting now black on black solve racism yeah, and exactly we live in a racist system not a black on black crime system and again, and again i hate saying that yeah. on crime thing because it's not a thing it's crime literally in the same community it's crime. From, if you're all on this chat now i'm most i'm most likely to steal from one of the four of you than to go and steal from toby that's off the call yeah that's, that's gone somewhere Do you know what yeah. I mean? it's, yeah it's that kind of thing yeah they frame it in a way where we're always attacking each other, always attacking each other. And to, um, what you guys have said is to make us feel stupid, to make us feel as if, yeah. okay, um, they're killing each other. And the thing is crazy, like, okay, you're saying that it's black on black crime, but are you saying that, okay, because we are killing each other, that like, you can kill us as well? Like, the, the as make- in, like, you can't kill it, bro. Like, you okay? that's my whole like, thing. Like, mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's like saying me and my brother fights now. I know now come and jump in. Uh, like, how does how that? Like, what, like what's what's the current stuff? Yeah, because I'm fighting with my brother. Like there's like, no white or white crime. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But I feel like yeah, we've been running. We've been talking for for a minute. <laughs> so I guess we can round up here. Anyone have like any closing remarks or like is there anything you really want to say before? we end it um i i i want to say 
that if you are not black um, or no, I don't even want to say not a person of color. If you are not black and you are listening to this, and um, you've 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 fought for the right to say the N word to one of your friends before, <laughs> now it's, now it's it's time to fight for the person that they call the N word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've you've prioritized the something that I mean, if your black friend allowed you to say it, good for you and not your friend. But now it's time to fight for that black friend that you want to call your nigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Hope you are listening. Can you hear? Yeah. <laughs> when they fight for that, and what do you think? If you want to be black, if you want to act like black, help black people, help us yeah. survive. We need Hold to. Up. Yeah. And how can all lives matter if black lives don't matter? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want all lives to matter, black people's lives must matter as well. And now is the time. And like I saw something like matter is the is the minimum. Please take care of your mental health during this time. Stay healthy to all of those who are out there on the streets protesting. We love you. Thank you for fighting for us. And, you know, everybody just keep doing their part, but also take the time you need to unplug if you need to and, you know, take care of your mental health and, you know, your well-being because you're needed and you're loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also, like, to all our quote-unquote allies or whatever, all these, like all the white people that want to be posting on Instagram, Black Lives Matter, please make sure to keep the same, you're keeping the same energy with your family members. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's important to start from within your family because you cannot give what you do have. If you are not there talking to your family members about Black Lives and educating your racist auntie or uncle or even your parents, then I honestly don't see what you're doing because who are you to come and talk to other people when you haven't started talking to your parents? So just make sure you're talking to your family members as well as spreading awareness on your Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, just sit there solo. And on that note, (laughs) thank you guys. for. I feel like this was one of the best episodes we've had so far. (laughs) Um, I guess (laughs) moving forward, we should all think about how Honestly, we owe it to the black people that built this country mm-hmm. to be a part of this movement. Because we're whether we like it or not, we're benefiting from stuff that people have died for in the past. Mm-hmm. And people have not saying yeah. that you have to do everything, but do your part. Think mm-hmm. about all the George Floyds, all the Breonna Taylors, etc. That honestly didn't die and are living with the trauma mm-hmm. that from whatever mm-hmm. the experience are living with that every day you don't know at your workplace be nice to people you know just just take care of the black people around you man yeah and yeah, yeah. thank you guys for being a part of this this was well this was fun but like obviously what we're saying is not what we're talking about is not like it's not fun it's not a joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. Bye. Oh.